Hello, and welcome to the Sapona Road Church podcast. Today is a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made, and we are excited that you've taken time to join with us as we hear from God's Word. We exist as a church to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that today's message encourages and blesses you and helps you to grow and mature in your walk and relationship with Him. The Word of the Lord is powerful and life-changing, so let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message. I'd had this idea that I wanted to speak about, which the problem was is it was, it was a really short idea, and I want to share it with you today. Um, so it's not a typical Christmas message. It's not a typical uh, Christmas scripture, uh, but I want to talk to you on the thought of do you love him? And um, I think it's, that's a, an important thing for all of us when it comes to, to Jesus and, and celebrating this time of year. And are you going to make room for him? What we've been talking about all month and they've been singing about. Because um, the most important place, we've, we need to make room in our schedules. We need to make room in, in uh, all these different areas of our lives. But the most important place is that we make room in our hearts uh, for, this, for the Savior. And so uh, I'm going to read, I didn't need that. I'm going to read from uh, John chapter 21. And I... Uh, always have liked this chapter um, of Scripture because this is when um, Peter is being restored. And uh, I don't know, that always encourages me because none of us are perfect. We all do some stuff we shouldn't do from time to time um, about, you know, about just bad decisions. And uh, it's good to know that we can be restored, that we can make a mistake and that God doesn't just throw us out, but he's ready. He's right there with open arms. And so uh, this is uh, uh, John 21, verse 15 through, through, through 17. And it says, uh, So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. So, Father, thank you for your for your word. Thank you for your presence in this place and, the, and for your son. Lord, I pray this message touches people's hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. So here in this passage of scripture, um, Peter has denied Christ three times, and now here it is, uh, Jesus is there. They, they've gone, he's, he's, he's decided he wants to go fishing and brings other disciples with him. You probably know the story, and, and now this is when Jesus is uh, showing up and asked him, do they have any meat and all this stuff. And now Jesus has cooked breakfast. They're eating breakfast, and he's asking him these questions. And the first time that he asked him, and, and he asked him, do you love me more than these? And so I was, when I was reading that um, a few weeks ago, uh, going through the book of John, it just that question stuck out to me like never before because I began to think of what these could mean. And these could be anything. 
do, do you love me more than it could be uh, it could be uh, goals you have in your life it could be recognition it could be money it could be things it could be uh, it could be any of the, that success anything that would be in the way of your you loving Jesus and then I started thinking about it from the aspect of if, if Jesus were here in this crowd right now and he were to say, just look at me and say, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than anybody else in this building loves me? And unfortunately, I started having some of the thoughts like many of you might be having now if, you, if, you're, if you're an imagination type person and you thought about what if he would ask you in this place. And many times what happens when we get, if, if a question like that comes about, you see, this question was not just for Peter. It's for all of us. It's a question we all need to answer. Do we love him more than these? And so I started to think if, that were, if, they were, if Jesus were to ask me that question, I would probably immediately start comparing myself to other people. Many of you would probably do the same thing. You would say, oh, man, I don't, you know, sister so-and-so, she's, she's really got this strong prayer ministry. She prays this many hours a day. I probably don't pray that long all week long added together. I, I, that, that guy, brother so-and-so, he knows the Bible front and back. He knows what all the Greek words mean. Uh, that person, they've been saved longer than I've been alive. And you just keep going all these different thoughts. And I, I started thinking about that. What would that mean? Do you love me more than these? And I started thinking about uh, my relationship with Heather and my relationship with my kids. And so I'll just use kids, but if, if you don't have any kids, you could use your parents, you could use your, your spouse, whatever. But, but if I were to ask, do you love me more than these, we would all have these thoughts of why somebody might love God more than me. They might, they might love him more than I do. But if I were to go to uh, Monty and ask Monty, say, do you think you love your kids more than anybody? He would say yes, because I, I know him. If I asked Tommy, who's up here singing with his kids this morning, do you love your kids more than anybody? Yeah, without, he wouldn't hesitate. And you know what? I wouldn't have a problem with their answer. I wouldn't say, no, I love my kids more than you love yours. But guess what my answer would be if you asked me if I love my kids more than anybody else loves their kids? Yes. Yes, I do. And none of us would have a problem with that answer. And by him answering that he loves his more than anybody else, and Tommy answering it, or Wesley answering it, or anybody that answers the question, yeah, I love my kids more than anybody else, it wouldn't make me question my love for my kids. I'm okay with them thinking that they love theirs more than anybody else, and I'm secure in knowing that I love mine more than anybody else. That's the way the relationship is supposed to be with the Lord. And if we're really there, it's not going to matter. I'm not going to say, well, you know what? Monty does spend more on his kids at Christmas than I do. Maybe he does love them more. Tommy talks on the phone more to his kids when they're at college than I get to talk to Hannah. Maybe he loves them more. We, we would, it wouldn't even cross our minds. We would know immediately, yes, be honest, I, I can answer it immediately. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to, to sort anything out. And I'm just there, yes, I love, I love them. I love them more than anybody. I love them more than anybody. And the reason we'll say, well, how do you know? Because there's no possible way anybody could love them more than I do. That's the way you're supposed to love Jesus. It doesn't matter what somebody else's relationship is like. It doesn't matter what ministry they're called to, what gift God has given them. I love him more than these because there's no possible way that I could love him anymore. That's the way it should be. 
And when we operate that way, instead of competing with everybody else and trying to be like everybody else and just allow him to be our focus, like Michelle was singing, nothing else, just straight after him, it changes uh, everything. I want to show you something in Luke real quick. Luke chapter 24. Now, this is right before Jesus ascends into heaven. And uh, I want to show you something about the disciples here. It says in verse 50, it says, And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Read that last one again. And they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. I never thought about this To Heather was talking about it. We were having a conversation. I don't even remember what it was about, and she brought this, this thought up. But these disciples, they were able to go to the temple and praise and worship God with the, some of the same people that had just crucified Jesus a few weeks earlier. So there, there, it's, it's been, uh, when he ascends, it's been about, what, 40 days? I think he was with them 40 days, and it was 10 days until Pentecost happened. And, and so these people, just a few weeks earlier, some of these same people that they're seeing, that they're crossing paths with in the temple, are some of the same ones that were yelling, crucify him. Now, how are they able to do that? that this, uh, they would not have been going there to convert people. They weren't going there to tell people about Jesus because Holy Spirit hadn't been poured out yet. And Jesus had told them they had to wait. So they weren't going there. This, wasn't, this, this isn't a missionary trip to the temple. It's not any kind of evangelism work. They're just going there, and they're able to worship God and bless God and praise God. With, and people are in the room that literally just killed their Savior a few weeks ago. How could they do it? How would they be able to do it when today we have people that haven't even been to church in years because of something someone might have said 20 years ago? Some of them, the person that they think might have said it doesn't even go to that church anymore. So their excuse has been gone 10 years with that person who left. But they can't go. They still can't, they can't do it. Someone hurt their feelings. And I, I know it hurts when someone hurts your feelings. I'm not saying making light of what anyone may have done. But I'm sure it's not as bad as murdering the person that you love and that you've got all your faith and confidence in like what they were dealing with. See, the difference is, is they loved him more than these. That's how they were able to go. They loved him more than hurt feelings. They loved him more than disappointments. They loved him more than what someone might say or what someone might think about him. And they loved him more than their own reputation. They loved him more than all of these. They loved him more than holding on to bitterness and unforgiveness. See, do you love him more than these? Not just in this season. It's great that at Christmas season we start thinking about Jesus, but it needs to be every day. It's something all of us should think about. It's a question that we all should answer, and we're all going to have to answer. Do you really love him? That's what the question really should be. You know the question most people ask? Have you ever accepted Jesus? Are you saved? Do you go to church? Do you believe in God? There's nothing wrong with those questions. Those are good questions maybe to ask someone, but the question should be, do you love him? Do you love Jesus? Not just do you have a relationship with him, do you love him? Does, does he mean everything to you the way, that, the way that he should? 
See, if we're truly in love with Him, then those other things, they take care of themselves. It makes everything a whole lot easier when the motivation is love. Heather and I spoke a little bit about that last week. And so we're going to, uh, we're going to end today by receiving communion. We know how important communion is, but sometimes we forget that Jesus said to do this in remembrance of me. And that's one of the biggest problems we probably have going on in the church. We've got a lot of great things that go on in the church, but there's a lot of people, they've just forgotten about Jesus. They remember around this time of year, but then they get busy and they get carried away with a, thank you, I'll get it. with other things, and we, we have to remember Him, the most important thing that we, we can remember. So think about it. How can you love someone you don't remember? But are we being intentional in remembering the Savior? Are we, are we, uh, we did a cl Wednesday night, our class was on uh, communion. And uh, I had been doing my Bible study to get ready for the class on Monday and Tuesday. And I, we went, I went to uh, Jersey Mike's with my dad and my son on uh, Wednesday for lunch before we hit before church that night. And uh, I tried to, I was being healthy. I ordered a salad. I didn't get the bread. But they offered me crackers, so I took them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's as many carbs and crackers as there are in bread. I don't know, or, or gluten or whatever it is that's bad for you in bread these days. And uh, I was getting ready to eat my crackers, and because I had done that whole Bible study on communion, I immediately thought about him. I usually don't think about it, about Jesus much while I'm, when I'm eating a meal. I'm, I'm thinking about the food like everybody else, other than saying the blessing before. But I ate the crackers last. I'd already ate my salad, and I'm sitting there, and I, I've got the crackers, and I just closed my eyes for a second and basically took communion while I was there eating a salad because I, I do this in remembrance of me as often as you do it. And so many times we, we wonder why we struggle with stuff, but we're forgetting the Savior. We're trying to remember everything else and get everything else done right, but we're forgetting about Him. And, and we need to do more communion more often. Uh, I did it every day for about three or four years. And uh, now I do it, I don't know, once a month or so. I need to do better about that because... And sometimes I would read the scripture. Sometimes I would have, you know, a prayer or something that I would do. And sometimes before I'd receive communion, I would just say, Jesus, I remember. I'm doing this to remember you. I, re I remember. And, and that's the way it should be. You, it's really hard to love someone that you don't remember. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves. We need to remember him and we need to grow uh, in our love for him. And so that's what I want for you to do this not just this Christmas season. I hope you do it this tomorrow's with it being Christmas. I hope you remember him then, but I hope you will make be intentional to do it throughout this coming year and the rest of your life as you go forward with Christ. That you will make it a thing that you do regularly, that you remember him and that you love him. And ask yourself that question. And if you can't answer that question, do you love me more than these the way that you should, then you need to change some things in your life. And that's going to apply differently to everybody in here. That's why I don't give a list of rules. Everybody's different with the way things affect you, but you need to make sure that He is number one. So before I pray this morning, I just want to 
leave you with that thought of do you love him? And I want you to, to just do me a favor and really think about it. Get, a, get alone if you need to. If you, can't, if, you're, if you can't tune people out, you need to get by yourself and, and really focus on the Savior some, this, this week as well as going into the new year because we should all be able to answer that question the right way. And if we can't, then we need to go after him. Well, we need to be going after him like never before anyways, but it's so important that we remember our first love and we remember what's most important. Not what other people think, not what other people say, good or bad, not accomplishments. All those things are great. Success is great, but none of it matters if you forget. If you forget about Him and you forget to love Him the way that, the way that you should. And so, Father, we just thank You for Jesus. God, we thank You for Christmas. Lord, we remember. Lord, we remember and we're so thankful. And yes, Lord, you know all things. You know that we love you. God, help us to be faithful in what you call us to do. And I pray that every person here will take that question so seriously, God. Lord, I pray every person in here will be able to answer honestly and openly, and the answer will be yes, Lord. Not because we're comparing ourselves to anyone else, but because we're so in love with you that we don't even have to question. God, I pray that they would have a wonderful Christmas, God. This is a difficult time of year for some people, so I pray for comfort and peace to those that are hurting. Lord, we just speak healing to those that are out sick in body. Lord, with this, uh, all of this pneumonia and RSV and all these other things that are going around, God, we just speak healing. God, those that are battling cancer or serious illness, God, we just rebuke that in Jesus' name, and we just release your peace and your healing, God. We just... Thank you for all that you're do doing, God, all that you're going to do. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Christmas, God. And we thank you for loving us and that we get to love you back. And we give you all the honor and glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We are so happy that you joined us today. If you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry, you can find more information at saponaroadchurch.com. If you are local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 1045 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7 o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.